This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. One, two, one, two. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. This is In the Conversation the Podcast. Yeah. Aha. We back. Word up. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. How you been, man? Man, shit. Feeling good, man. You know, holiday weekend. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's around. It's festive. Yeah, you know what I mean, so yeah, been good. How's your holiday? I was dope. My Fourth of July situation. Um, what did we do? We went to. Uh, well, we kicked it off watching the Stranger Things. We'll talk about that, not in detail, but we'll talk about it. But uh, we we ended it uh, at Fort Greene Park. Okay. So you know, group of families got together at Fort Greene Park. Blankets and all that? Blankets, you know, everybody bring a dish, okay. you know what I'm saying? Okay. Spearheaded by Stanley Lumax, and you know all what right. I'm saying? My man Mosito, his family was out there. So, you know, it was it was a good good old Brooklyn time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was cool, you know, black folks in the park, but you know what I'm saying? It was actually very diverse folks oh, in the park. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> right. Even this specific group was very diverse. It sounds like, <laughs> you know? what was your dish? My dish, I went, I. I got the the invite late, so I had to go with the stop and shop fried chicken and the fried fish and the Hawaiian bread and the, okay. um, some beer right. and uh, you know a bunch of like flavored sparkling Perrier type water type shit. Right. Stop and shop. It's the same it? as Pathmark. I was about to say, is it's it the chicken? Same. Is it's the, the same, same fryer? Yeah, it's the same everything. Really? It's probably the same cook. It's okay. the same recipe. Okay. They ain't changed that. Is it a stop and shop where there used to be a Pathmark? Uptown, so maybe uh-huh. I might have to go see about it. Yeah, check it out, cause in in this one, it's the same. It it never really changed. Like even in the switchover from Pathmark to Stop and Shop, mm-hmm. I don't remember it closing. I just remember them taking shit down in right. the middle of people shopping, and then start putting shit back up. Like it wasn't the, the oh, Stop and Shop. Oh, you mean shop. taking like signage? Yeah, taking signage. Like still putting signage up and shit uh-huh. while you shopping. Kept so, that lease. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like they wasted no motherfucking time. It was uh, very seamless. They didn't even change the fish grease. How, however, they did. They did. They they made it seamless. Their so fish is good too. I mean, it was just something. You know what I'm saying? I'm already outlaw as hell bringing fried chicken. You know what I'm saying? Cause I know this particular group is pretty, you know what I'm saying? They do Af- African chop house and you know what I'm saying? Okay. So the food is usually, you know what I'm saying? Healthy and hearty and oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, okay, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's new age, you so know what I'm saying? you coming with the HDLs. So I'm coming with the, the HDLs or the LDLs? One of them I DLs. I don't know what the DLs the, is. The fucking, that's the cholesterol. One of them oh, is well, terrible. Yeah, all that, whatever. I'm coming with the standard, you know what I'm saying? Post, you know what I'm saying? Southern. Right. Movement. Right, right. But, you know, shit, nobody. You represented the black part yeah, of yeah, the, no, the nobody, blanket. Nobody, nobody missed a beat. Nobody ever misses a beat. It's just like, like, we go to something fancy, and um, I'm like, my wife was like, yo, what we bring in? Then right. she'll make something fancy. And I'm like, man, we should just bring some chicken just in case, you know what I'm saying? Just, right. you know what I mean? Just to have a, a, a staple, a staple. Yeah. A favorite, yeah. somebody's favorite. Yeah, some real shit. And then, you know, I go to Popeye's and get a box, and she was like, ah, this is so ghetto. As soon as you drop that shit on the table, 
love that <laughs> shit. Disperse. So it's always it's, it's that favorite nobody don't want to claim. Mm. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like you know bringing pampers to the baby shower. It's just it's just so uh, typical. It's such a staple that it don't have that uh, that glisten on it. Nah, it's, it doesn't. But it does exactly what it needs to do. It's not for glisten. It's for it's for okay. Somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> take that burn off right quick. You know. It's funny. I just watched this uh, BuzzFeed video where mothers were tasting other mothers' fried chicken and macaroni mm-hmm. and cheese and judging it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was funny because they was talking all types of shit. Uh, <laughs> kind of shit is this? Oh hell no! This is one lady who was talking the most shit, and her chicken was the most trash. <laughs> when her yeah. chicken plate finally came around, it was like, yo, what the fuck? She did some old. Cornmeal type of it looked terrible. Ah. They, ah, it was it was deserving because she was slandering people, doing the most. Yeah, that's what's up. What y'all do? We chilled out. We kept it low key. Cooked a little something. Hit you know hit a pop. You know what I'm saying? Real low chill. Watched uh finished up Chernobyl. Oh word. We did that. We finished up some Chernobyl. How many episodes did y'all have to do to finish? <sighs> Hey, three, four, oh, okay. something like that. Like we um, paced them out. I don't know how many. I think total is six or something like that. So was, how long um, are the hour boys? Like an hour piece. Right. They go pretty quickly though, cause they, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It'll pull you in. It's a uh, same shit. You know, it's corruption. <laughs> it's corruption. It's it's too, motherfuckers is too prideful, uh, arrogant. Mm-hmm. You know all of this shit that could be avoided. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can't, nobody want to check their ego. Nobody want to second guess what they did. Everybody moving forward. Nobody wants to, you know, admit any fault. Right. And boom, boom, shit is disgusting. Man, it's too late. Oh, man. It's crazy. It's man. crazy. I mean, but you know, it, I watched it. I'm cynical anyway, but I'm watching it and I'm thinking, we definitely got some shit going on over here that we don't know about. Oh, man. You shit, know. we got shit we know about that just, you know what I'm saying? They won't let you believe it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, you think everybody crazy when they mm-hmm. say it. Till it's all said and done. Till everybody keep dropping dead from first responder. Which, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't want to see first responders dropping dead, but I, I do feel like, look, some of that shit you can't even control on the level that we are. You know, just mm-hmm. as a civilian, right? Mm-hmm. Citizen or whatever. I think I honestly think that they, they roll that shit out like a like a <clears throat> like a fucking release calendar. They like, ooh, nigga, we can't tell them about this plague until at least twenty twenty two. Cause I mean if we hit them with this and this and all this is hysteria oh, will ensue. I, I mean, think a lot kinda, of that we shit. We kinda created this plague, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean we created a lot of shit, but we can't claim it just yet, nah, especially if nobody's seen it. Nobody really could Put it on us. Right. Let's put that off to the side. Let's no let's hit them with some misdirection. And, and I mean, for all intents and purposes, shit. Who wanna do? We really wanna know about all that shit. That's that's my point. Up, yeah, you know. Cause what you gonna do with that information? Go the crazy. Shit, shit that they were saying with Chernobyl. Man, nothing you could do. They hit you with the information. They say, look, man. There's all there's uh there's graphite. There's a uh, fucking is radioactive fumes coming out of that shit. Mm. It's basically gonna destroy this entire continent. It's just gonna probably, even if we could somewhat salvage it, this shit will not be 
you won't be able to live here for probably about a thousand years. Damn. You know what I mean? It's gonna go into the rivers. It's gonna go into the lakes. It's gonna go like this. I don't want. I don't want to fuck up some of the spoilers, but like, mm-hmm. they had to do so much to somewhat contain this. Right. You know what I mean? That you probably don't even consider. And uh, it made for a good show. And that shit's still a ghost town over though. Yeah, that place is inhabitable. It's, st- it's strictly forbidden. This this certain place, like Chernobyl area, mm-hmm. you can't even go. There's like an evacuation zone. I'm not sure exactly how big it is, mm-hmm. but uh. That shit make me look at Russia and all of that shit sideways because it's all in the air. I mean, but it ain't like we don't live on this same earth. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know I mean? It's just like when the shit happened in Japan mm-hmm. and then, you know, you start seeing the dead shit float up in California. Yeah. So, you know, it ain't, it's, we share this earth. You know yeah. what I mean? We share this, this, him, yeah. this, this whole little ecosystem. So, so it's not like one thing don't affect the other. Right, but you know, the way that it'll be portrayed, it'll be like, you know, the way that it's presented is, you have to see that for it to, to, okay, damn, that is from Japan coming up in California. Because the way they'll tell you, if you look at some of the media, they'll be like, well, don't worry about it because the, you know, like the real information, the real nitty gritty shit that you mm-hmm. will blow your fucking brain up, that shit is suppressed at the table. Whoa, right. whoa, 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 whoa. Right. no, we can't tell them no shit like that. Nah, no doubt. We I still mean, need to sell oranges. Yeah, and we still need to sell the sushi and whatever else. All of that selling. shit. But it's kind of like, you can see it like, like when you watch one storm system go from this side of the world, come all the way over mm-hmm. and hit Miami, then hit New Orleans, you be like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just tripped me out how, just even on a smaller scale, just with Katrina, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in Miami when Katrina hit Miami. And I didn't even know Katrina hit Miami. Katrina hit Miami first, but as a category one. Okay. So it was like MTV Awards weekend or some shit down there. I remember that. And and um it was coming. August. Yeah, it was, yeah, August or whatever. It was coming through. Mm-hmm. And um it hit. You know what I mean? It wasn't nothing. It was, you know, a little lightweight, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um just to see it later in the week go across the water and hit New Orleans, New Orleans right. and turn into a whole another thing. It was like, it, it it tripped you out how one the same weather system just travels through and right. hits different places. Mm-hmm. And that happens, that's that's what we're doing on this earth. Like these, these same weather systems is mm-hmm. floating all the way through around the whole piece. So it's picking up shit and it's dropping shit off. Yeah. And that's how the shit works. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we here. You know some of them Chernobyl, Chernobyl fish and shit probably went on in the water and I'm sure. made Chernobyl babies with other fish. <laughs> that one that wasn't affecting. I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I'm saying? I've been noticing there's a lot of. Have you been seeing this? A lot of plastic fish in the world. Have you seen what's, this? What's a plastic fish? Like exactly what it sounds like. Plastic fish. There's a video. First time I saw it, I saw it on World Star. I thought it was. Some bullshit, not some bullshit, but I just maybe it was some isolated situation. Dude came in bugging. He came back to the fish market. Mm-hmm. You sold me plastic fish? This ain't fucking real fish. He taking the shit. He popped the eye out. Nigga, this is plastic. Look at this shit. What's going on here? Da, da, da. He's like, oh, you know, I don't. He's trying to calm it down because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's causing the scene. Motherfucker, what? Plastic fish. Right. And the guy's like, oh, let me. Nah, motherfucker, you sold me plastic fish. You selling plastic fish in here? So he spazzed. I think he got his paper back. That's what kind of put it on the on the on the brain, and I started to see a lot of you know a lot of these microplastic things going on. Mm-hmm. But then it's a there's the trend of certain foods being made with plastics, like this. So plastics. how do you make a plastic fish other than just making a whole fish? 
I don't know. In a 3D I, printer or some dude, shit. Dude, I don't know. All I'm telling you is it's in the world. The shit look like a real fish until you fucked with it. You're like, oh, wait a minute. You know? So I don't know. The shit got me what, biting. What, what the meat like? <laughs> I know I've heard of plastic rice. I heard of, you know what I'm saying, cardboard and different shit. Right. But I ain't never heard of a whole plastic fish. Yeah, yeah. So, some more shit to worry about. You know what I mean? That's why I don't fuck with tilapia. You know, they say tilapia is a- shit. Yeah, they say that's a little fake fish. Uh, you ain't never heard of tilapia until about the 90s. But that shit got so hot so <laughs> fast. You know it saying? felt bad when it was deemed terrible. You know what I'm saying? Especially like when you when you from a place that's all y'all do is eat fish and shit. You mm-hmm. go buy your fish from the fish market. Right. You ain't never heard no tilapia. Right. You know what I'm saying? I guess so. Yellow tails, red snapper, mm-hmm. blah, 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 bass, sea bass. Yeah, tilapia, what's that? Yeah. That's some newfangled fish. And then when you see one whole, it's like, ooh. I never uh, seen it whole. I seen the fillets. Ugly, that's an ugly motherfucker. What it look like? It's just gray. It just look not edible. It don't look like something you want to eat. Mm. You know how some fish look colorful and shit. You know, you know red snapper is all colorful and mm-hmm. shit. You know, um, you know, yellow tails and shit like that. But when you tap tilapia, ain't it? Shit look ugly. Yeah. Yeah, they said they made that shit somewhere. Tilapia sound like a fish. That's though. a Chernobyl fish. It could be something. <laughs> you know, you know, local Chernobyl. You know what I'm saying? It probably came from over there. They, oh, shit. This is, we've never seen this breed. Three ninety nine. Yeah, who knows? That shit was moving for a minute till, yeah. till the news came out. They probably could farm them shits fast. They probably make babies yeah. fast, grow fast. I just it's want to. Yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so Happy Chernobyl. Fourth of July. Happy 4th of July. <laughs> you know, Independence Day. Enjoy. I hope y'all enjoyed it. It's a good time. So you say you watch Stranger Things? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We was on, um, you know, my kids, they are big fans of Stranger Things. So they, I didn't even know it was coming back, like right now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when it was coming up, they were like, yeah, Stranger Things tonight, 12 Mm -hmm. o'clock. They was on it. What the fuck? They made another one? All right. So they was on it, you know what I'm saying? So basically the the whole house was in their own little pockets watching Stranger Things, you know what I'm saying? So I watched it with the kids, but my daughter, she watched it with her cousin in Atlanta on the FaceTime. In another room or in the room with y'all? Nah, they was, everybody, you know, was in their own little separate pockets. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I watched it with Ace in, in, in his room. Mm-hmm. So, but what it was was that, you know, it's just tripped out how kids do these things, you know, with technology now. So it's like, you know, instead of hanging out, like, you know, you go to your cousin's house and hang out, they put on the FaceTime and hang out. Right. The whole, you know, the the whole, whole weekend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What just y- be on monitor. Yeah, just be on, you you there, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm, Via satellite. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You, sometimes they, they not even talking. Right. Are you still on the phone? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they just kicking it together. But FaceTime is free, right? That's all Wi-Fi, right? Or is yeah, that... FaceTime is all Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah. So, you know, that was interesting how they played that out. Uh-huh. And then, you know, I um I jumped in. I'm I'm still not finished yet, but you know, it is what it is. It's they say this is the best thing. season. Is it? That's I don't know. You watched uh, I can't, I can't say that. I could say, you know what I'm saying, they they've gotten they've added more details uh-huh. to like the eighties story. You know what I'm saying? Especially Growing up in that era, you know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. added a lot of lot of details of that, that specific time frame. It's not as much action as some of the other seasons, mm-hmm. but 
it's definitely way more details and there's more people involved. It's a bigger, the the scope of it is wider. Hmm. So, but I wouldn't say it was the best, well, I haven't seen the ending, but I don't say it was, I don't think it was the best season. Well, okay. You know, right. I think it was more weird finding out what the fuck was going on in the first season than, you know what I'm saying? Now that you know the, the situation, right. you already know what it is. Now it's like you fighting that same So it's enemy. still the same story, just the third season of the same story? It's it's a little, they switched it up. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's grown in scope, um, but it's the same monster per se. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so it's like you fighting the same enemy, okay. but in a different way. He doing different things. You doing different things to defeat it. Um, but it's definitely good. And it's like I said, it's it's very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For for like so for my kids, it's like oh shit, it's a, a look into another world. Right. For me, it's like oh shit, that's my era. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you seeing what they got wrong and what right. Well, not even, I, I haven't seen nothing really wrong. I haven't looked at it that deep, but I'm like, oh shit, I remember that. Oh right. shit, that shit was like, you know, they had jazzercise in there. I was like, oh shit, I remember that was a big right. craze amongst the, you know what I'm saying? Right. The the suburban women, right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So shit like that, you know what I mean? Um, like my middle son, he looking at it cause they're his age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when it first came on, they was in his same age group. Okay. So now they, I think now it's a year behind him, but it's still you know the mm-hmm. same general age, and so it's interesting for them at that point. It's like these are my peers, and look at you know what I mean, look at um you know eleven like for my daughter, look at the girl killing shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She mm-hmm. the hero. Mm-hmm. So you know it, it's it's pretty dope to watch it from all those different angles. Mm-hmm. You know That's so. True. I enjoy it, but I enjoy it for a lot of different reasons other than just the storyline. Mm. Yeah. So we did that. That mm-hmm. was that was cool. I'm gonna um, go finish it up and you know see what it how it turned out. Mm. See see I did see how I did that with no spoilers. That was smooth. That was smooth. <laughs> Motherfuckers was in here on on Pins fucking, and yeah like come on come don't on. say no shit same fucking enemy. <laughs> oh spoiling ass. <laughs> oh man. Did that shit clean. I seen the uh I just saw the trailer for the new Wu Tang uh yeah. scripted show coming to Hulu. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It look all right. It look all right. I'm a little they, they, I'm a they, little they, they dragging it out now. They, they running, going they, for they running their legacy. They going for it. They going for it. They gonna cash in. I'm not, you know, hopefully it's good. My biggest from the trailer, I'm looking at Raekwon. Like that don't look like Raekwon at all. I don't think the RZA look like the RZA at all either, but yeah. you know, you know see. how that be once you get into the characters, and then again, we close to it, but then it's a whole, they banking on the whole generation that's removed. Yeah. You know? That's what my homie Sock said, same thing. He said it's kinda, it's probably not even for us. And it felt, well, I, I, it's got, I mean, it is for us, but it's definitely for, to introduce people, similar to mm-hmm. Stranger Things, mm-hmm. to people that didn't live it at all, so that's their entry point, so it's not like, I don't look like Ray. Right. But, um. Yeah, they they not even gonna trip on that because Ray is probably like the old man in them now. So it's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? It's somebody they can relate to. Mm. It's it's just the character, you know? Yeah, we're gonna see what it is. But, you know, I, I, I love it that they, you know, that they are able to, ex- I mean, it's enough characters ex- to extract a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's even when it's like one person and they did a lot of shit, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of stories that go along with a person's life. But when you got nine, you know what I mean? Yeah, you and then seasons. Yeah, and then you just did the, you just dropped the documentary to give you the primer, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? This is the the outline and background. 
I think it could be good if they do it right. Yeah, it should be all right. We'll see. You know September coming. September coming. So, you know, this power will be over. So you can jump straight into the woo. Mm. <laughs> like you got a lot of when crime. When power in. come back? When power come back? I don't know. Soon. Power kind of lost some steam, you know. I think it always lose steam, but then it pick it up by season, yeah. Once it, by once, week three, yeah. Once it in. drop, once it drop, then you know yeah. you gonna you gonna sit through it, sit with it, yeah. check it out. But you know what I'm saying it just it just went real left last season. Kind of, mm. kind of. I'm waiting on snowfall. Yeah, I'm waiting on snowfall. So I'm curious to see how they do that. And I, they, they did finish it before Singleton died too, right. which uh, which is good to hear. Right. You know what I mean? So he kind of oversaw the whole shit. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for that too. That should be good. Some so, other shit coming back too. I forget. I got something else I got on the on the watch list, but I can't remember right now. <clears throat> Burn up. It's been thirty years since uh today actually marks thirty years since Seinfeld premiered. A word. Yeah. I know you ain't the biggest Seinfeld head like that, but I mean it was thirty years since do the right thing. It is thirty years since do the right thing. Yeah. Nah, nah, I wasn't I Seinfeld, it was, whoop, damn, Seinfeld came out 30 years ago? Yeah, I mean, it felt like I had, yeah, I was out in the world by then. It was mm. it was very little TV going on. It was it was weird because, like, once I, once you went in the house, mm-hmm. like, with your parents and shit like that, or you just out in the world, it was just life shit happening. It was no, no real time to really sit in front of the TV or something. You made it when Martin came out. You right. made time on Thursday. You kind of made time for Arsenio at 11.30. You know what I mean? You made time for, I mean, that was Def Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. Little shits, those type shits you made time for. But other than that, it's a whole window in pop culture time that I missed mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. TV, a lot of um, a lot of films, TV, like between like 90 and 96. Mm-hmm. It's like a dark Just era. The void of, for you. The void of, you know what I'm saying, most pop culture stuff. Now, if it was if it was hip-hop stuff, if it was black stuff, then mm-hmm. definitely it was on it. Definitely above the rim and mm-hmm. all that shit, Juice. Caught all that. Mm-hmm. But just like Seinfeld and shit like that, it just wasn't no time. I, got <laughs> I didn't in, make the time. Yeah, I got introduced to Seinfeld. Like, because I was a Martin head, and Seinfeld and Martin were at the same time. I want to mm-hmm. say even the same time slot. So coming off of Def Jam, Martin had super momentum. Right. Martin, you know, especially the early seasons was funny as shit. So I was all in. And I remember I was in, I probably was in 11th, 12th grade, I want to say. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But I was, I was doing this, I was in this after school program called Golf Works, where it's trying to take like black kids and place them at um, like a <laughs> golf uh, courses and shit, because this is when Tiger was cracking, so they was trying to get some black kids to the spot, and then when you get paid, I got paid to work at a, a pro shop, I thought I told you about this shop, I spoke about this oh, before. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah, nah, I, spoke, I worked at this pro shop at, ooh-wee, we, I mean, it was so much polo going on in the, oh, yeah, you did oh tell my me. god, they got smoke on, yeah, well, well, you know, I don't want to say all that, I just say it was polo <laughs> in the vicinity. <laughs> Anyway, limitations hey man, <laughs> so all I know, I was doing that, and then I was also like, you with a cat cleaning the, uh, we used to clean the driving range, mm-hmm. get in the little, the car, got to go through it, gather the shit, but anyway, so the guy, 
don't even want to say his name, but the guy, the golf pro, shout out to the golf pro. Right. He had his own side shit. Mm-hmm. He was selling golf pro lessons to motherfuckers and he was doing mailers. So he had me and these other two cats that was working there. Uh, we'd sit in there, basically stuff envelopes for like two, three hours. Mm-hmm. And he just had a whole, he just had one VHS tape with damn near every Seinfeld episode on. This before, this is binge before binge. Right. This is early. This is, remember back in the day, you couldn't really get TV shit on right. tape unless. You had to wait for the rerun. Yeah, you had to wait for the rerun. Syndication. Or unless you taped it yourself. Right. Right. This shit was like an official tape. There wasn't no, you didn't need to track it. There was no commercials. This was just so, I mean, show after show after show. So we just up in that bitch watching it. That's how I got put on oh, okay. to it. That makes sense. And I was like, yo, this shit funny than a motherfucker. It's it's a different type of funny, but right. it was funny as shit. And uh, to this day, it's one of my favorite shows. I think there's a Seinfeld episode. He's always say there's a Seinfeld episode and a Dave Chappelle sketch for almost everything that goes on in the world. Specifically a Seinfeld episode. There's some shit, just random shit that had happened. Somebody tell you, be like, oh, yeah, I seen an episode of Seinfeld about that. Or mm-hmm. that. Just like how... When you see it further on, further along with like Curb, where it's like all these little small things that you could relate to, it was a lot of that shit going on in Seinfeld. And uh, yeah, man, 30 how, years. How you think that affected your comedy? Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I'm trying to think that I was I hip to Seinfeld before the show. I'm sure I'd seen him. I used to watch a lot of stand-up. Seinfeld, one of the best, observational comics in the game you know what i mean not maybe not like super duper personal with his shit mm-hmm. but just observational benign little shit he's one of the illest so he can make the most benign shit into a fucking bit that's hilarious like losing a sock in the in the dryer type shit he'll right. do a whole narrative for the sock type shit right and you like okay he a bad motherfucker but so, like but like watching the show yeah you know what i'm saying you know how when you watch shows yeah it, at least in that age and that when mm-hmm. you're young you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying it seeps into your your right. consciousness and how you see the world and how you relate to the world yeah. like like when martin came you know what I'm saying? The way he told his jokes and the way he yeah. was so animated, yeah. it seeped into how we related to each other. You know what right. I'm saying? Yo, my motherfucker, all that shit seeped mm-hmm. into yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. our vernacular, into our right. whole little style. Like even Cosby Show and shit like that, you started to see the world a little differently and you could start to identify that shit out in the wild, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that you saw on the TV. Mm-hmm. Like, like for sitting watching something like Seinfeld, mm-hmm. um, did that, you know, seep into your, your, the way yeah, you move. Yeah, in different, different ways. Yeah, differently. Cause again, like culturally, it wasn't like Seinfeld's had like a resurgence. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not only the fact that it's, you know, it's uh, in syndication, but like it's funny how like it bled into like the hip hop generation mm-hmm. and shit like that. Cause for a while I used to joke like it was either or. You was fucking with Martin, you was fucking with, you know, Seinfeld type mm-hmm. shit. Uh, Seinfeld is, as my people would call it, dry humor, right? right? Uh, I guess Martin would be wet humor, you know what I'm saying? Like, but dry humor, where you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, as uh, celebrated right. in the in the culture initially. 
amongst the black motherfuckers. You know what I mean? My people. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm just saying. No, I remember that <laughs> shit. I remember being like, yo, you watch, huh? What's that? And then I put right. motherfuckers on. Be like, yo, that shit all right. That shit right. kind of funny. I seen, you know. Right. Seinfeld is more so. I'm sure there's a bunch of different things that I can think of, but I know particularly there's a bunch of catchphrases from that show mm -hmm. that you just use today. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's steeped with them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there's a glossary of, uh, like, little shit. I got hand, Jerry. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I got hand, hand. Like, there was a whole episode where George was in a relationship and he felt like, he was losing the upper hand in the relationship. You know what I mean? I'm losing my hand. Like little, just right. little shit that you right. could just apply to anything. Uh, so that became one of those shows like amongst my squad mm -hmm. where we would drop the little, that was one of those shows that's right with references. Right. Where we'd say this thing and you know what I mean? That's how you identify right. who fuck with it. Right. You know, as far as, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. I don't know. I have to I, give it some more thought. Really, I only ask that because yeah. I do see it in how you move and how you, you know what I'm saying, how you approach humor. Mm -hmm. And even how, like, not just humor on stage, but humor in real life, like mm -hmm. when you're dealing with people. And, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, like, even back in the day when I used to call you Barry David. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. to know that you saw, watch Seinfeld like that at that age, I could see how that seat Had into seat your, thing. you know what I'm saying? And that, that's just from an outside observation. Oh, like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could see that you were into it. Not that I know much about Seinfeld, mm -hmm. but now that you saying that, it's like, okay, yeah, it all makes sense. Mm. Uh, how you how you approach, you know what I'm saying, humor in real life, mm. as opposed to humor on stage. I'm not sure if it's a one-to-one -one with a Seinfeld and you on stage, but in real life, you could see how those references and that, that whole New York life, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, is is in your mm. your cultural references. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I can see, maybe. I can see. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, Scott, I mean, you say you see it. I can see it, you know, probably. I think a lot of that shit. I think a lot of it. I Yeah, I can see it. I mean, in what, what sense? Give me something. Give me an example. No, just like, just again, how how you would you would do shit and be like, oh, that's Barry David right there. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, don't, I can't drop the story well. You know where I invented that name. Remember that Lemon? No, I know you said that. But I ain't going to drop that story. But it's uh -huh. just like, man, that's a, that's some wild shit to say in the way you said it, so it was in dry humor, the way you said the shit uh -huh. that you said, and I was like, damn, that's some old Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm shit right there. Mm. And, and you know, it's just, I don't have no other specifics, but you know what I'm saying, it's just the way, you, like you was, you'll say some dry wit shit that fuck a whole motherfucker up, right? Yeah. <laughs> you could say this, what you talking about though, you clean up well situation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it was. It was. A, we was at. Uh, we was at Lemon. It was at this Shout spot out to called Lemon. This spot I used to own years ago. <laughs> it's a restaurant called Lemon. We used to do a Tuesday night at yeah. Lemon and like a little lounge. It wasn't. It was a bigger restaurant, but we treated it like a lounge. Had a DJ. Yeah. People came in. You know what I'm saying? Just some cool out shit on. Yeah, Tuesday. shit was popping. Some early six o'clock, six to ten, some shit like that. I need more of that type of shit. I'm sure there's still that type of shit that was going an era. on. That was a whole era. That old after work. Six yeah, to 10. I'm sure that's still going. That's still going, but I think we outside that yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But go ahead. So we in the spot and we chilling, and this girl comes up. I don't know. If she was. She wasn't by herself. She was with somebody else. What? She she came in. She was looking good, 
And you know what I'm saying? She was real excited to see D. You know what I'm saying? And she walked up on him like, you know, like, hey. And he was like, you clean up well. <laughs> I didn't say it in that tone. It just broke a whole shit down. That shit was so crazy. I mean, you might not say it in that tone, but that's just how I felt. Right. I how you it. said that shit so dry. And so it's like she was all, she was wet. She was animated. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. She was like, hey. Right, he right. Like, you clean up well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just broke a whole shit oh, down. Man. I was like, that's some old Larry David shit right there. <laughs> uh, it could be. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That was just she the one. She didn't clean up well, though. Okay. Did, I, I didn't, it was good. like, for somebody who never seen her before, she looked great. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, D got him one up in here. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I don't know, sometimes I don't know what to say. I'll be honest with you, that's just real life. And, and, that's real fucking life. And that's how Larry David feel. He, he, he'll get in the situation, and he not going to think about the right shit to say. He's just like, uh, you know what it is? Shit. It's like a it's a combination of the two because there is, like I remember, like when I first, like admittedly, like when I first started doing stand up, I remember particularly when I first started doing um comedy on a hump, right? When mm -hmm. I was hosting or would have to host me and Vlad, like we would interchange one person to headline, one person to host, right? right? All of this shit was new to us, right? You know what I mean? We were just new comics. We getting on stage, you doing time. This is our first show that we were producing. It was a Wednesday night. It was our first show that we would host all the way through. It was our mm -hmm. first show that we would headline. Even right. though it was a Wednesday night show, what, you know, it was what it was. Those were the designations, right? Right. And it was so much, for me, so much thought. I can only speak for myself. There was so, so much thought in like, all right, how am I going to tackle this? I got to host this week. Fuck. <sighs> how do niggas host? So then I would go and watch like Def Jam. Right. I would watch Martin host, how he would host. You know what I mean? And right. like, I didn't want to take anything from him, but I'm sure there was things that were highly influenced by right. Martin. Right. No Through, you know what I'm saying? And it was shit that was probably highly influenced by by um, by Seinfeld. Like, mm -hmm. even the, I'm just trying to be like you. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's some Martin shit or whatever, but a lot of that. Like a lot of niggas don't know what to say right, right, in right, many right, moments, right, right, and they could right. go either with the typical, right, 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 you know right, what right, I mean, right, right. this type of banter, or right. almost just like recognize the exact, or say some bug out weird shit. Right. My shit was a amalgamation of all of that. You right, ain't never, right, right, know, right. I didn't ever knew what the fuck I was going to say, because <laughs> it's like, oh shit, we in the moment. Uh oh, right. here's the moment, right. and sometimes the shit be the wrong shit to say. Yeah, it was a moment. I still, I just had a moment the other day. Where I lightweight said the wrong shit, and I felt bad in that moment, and I um, I, like I felt bad in the moment, but I didn't. It wasn't horrible. It was. I felt. I felt like damn. I felt bad in the moment, but I, I knew I misspoke, but I didn't know exactly how to rephrase the shit mm -hmm. until like a couple minutes later, or maybe a little while later. I got back to the spot. I was like, damn, I could have handled that differently. I could have done that. You know what I mean? Burr, so, burr. Yeah, man, it be like that. I mean, everybody go through those situations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just where you pull your, where you gonna pull your, who is your reference point for? Yeah. <laughs> for who, who some of your reference points? Who informs how you move through the world? Big Daddy Kane. Oh, Big Daddy Kane was F, yes. Rock him. LL originally. LL really? was the first one to be like, okay. That's, that's who I wanna be like. Yeah, yeah, because before that, you had like, one, you had like the Grandmaster Flash and them who totally was disco era, wearing feathers and shit, no shirts. Right. That, was, that was totally out of the box. 
Then Run DMC came, and you could relate to him, but like a leather outfit with the, you know what I'm saying, with the grown man hat was a little, you know what I'm saying, it was, it was a little bit. Removed. Removed. Who was that? Know? Which one you said? Who was Run it? Run DMC. Right, okay. You know what I'm saying? You no, know, they, they was cool. They had the black With leather. With the fedora kind of threw you. They, but then it became like a uniform. It became like, that's what they're going to do every single that's time. That's what they're going to work at. Yeah, it's like they work uniform with the grown man hat. You right. know what I'm saying? Then LL came and he was he was he was us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was exactly what you want: sweatsuit, mm-hmm. velour sweatsuit, or leather sweatsuit, big ass chain, young talking shit, bucket hat. You know what I'm saying? Can't go Jordans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had Jordans. He was a yeah. Jordan the first hat. album he had Jordan ones. Bricks. Yeah. yeah. On um really? on radio. Go back and look at that. Yeah, go look on back of radio. You, he's standing on on top of the radio with the um Jordan ones. Oh, he's standing with the radio with the Jordan ones on. Okay. So. Yeah, he was us. It was like, yeah, that's it. And he talking shit. Right. And you know what I'm saying. He, and you know, back then it was like when the new thing came, they went directly against the old thing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, this is not Michael Jackson, and this is not Thriller. That's Run right. DMC. And right. then you know what I'm saying. LL came, and he basically saying, I'm not Run DMC. I'm me. Right. I'm young. And then KRS One came and said, I'm not LL Cool J. I'm not Run DMC. You know what I'm saying? I'm the mm-hmm. teacher, you know what I mean? Right, Whatever. Right. So everybody had their thing, and but LL was the first one that broke through. And then, um, cause you in that age where you want ladies to love you too, you know what I'm saying? This nigga mm-hmm. named Ladies Love Cool J, you just change that shit. Ladies Love Cool A, you right, know what I'm right. Shit like that. And then, um, but then as he grew, you know, he had I Need Love and shit, he helping you talk to the, you know what I'm saying? Right. He helping you, he giving you a way Right. To talk to the girls in a way that's not trying to decipher prints and shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because it's like, I had an uncle that was older, like five years older. He knew how to decipher all them love songs and mm-hmm. walk through that whole shit, play Teddy P and be all on the in your window. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He knew how to decipher all that and translate right. it into his own his own little Mac game. Right. That shit was very grown man, like right. your parents had shit to me. So I didn't really know how to put on no Teddy P and be like, yeah, yeah, good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That one, it just didn't work. But when like I Need Love came, it all fit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was like, okay, now I got a bridge and then I could, now I could also do the print shit cause then he had that whole Adore and all that shit was coming out around the same time. So, but you were able to, to have a bridge to that shit. It wasn't just a foreign concept of really expressing how you feel because now you got a, a easier way to do it mm. so you know yeah ll was the first one then uh big day came yeah. rock him and then uh you know take it from there but they know that was all a presentation and you know what i'm saying it's like i'm talking like, about sense of humor though sense of humor wise <clears throat> shit niggas in my family <laughs> yeah. niggas niggas like like um I grew up, um, my homeboy, I grew up a lot with they family, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. since like third grade. And that shit was, they whole shit was Def Comedy Jam. Mm. As you walk in their house and they gonna crack on you, they gonna yeah. snap on you no matter what. You could mm-hmm. be looking good, they gonna break that shit down. Mm-hmm. You looking fucked up, they gonna break that shit down. And you right. either had to have a comeback, you had, to, you had to be able to handle yourself in a way that, you know what I'm saying, kept you some sense of self-respect without getting broke all the way the fuck down. Mm. And then, so you learn to have a little wit, a little snapback, you know what I'm saying, a little slick talk. 
Mm-hmm. And so Slick Talk became, you know, part of part of my rapport as far as, as humor is concerned. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you when you're talking to chicks and they they saying something and then you got a little slick little right. You know what I'm saying? That was part of my whole shit. And if if that shit didn't if you didn't want comfortable with slick talking, we probably did we'll not get Yeah, we probably right. weren't gonna get along. Mm-hmm. So but if you if you, you know what I'm saying, like the ones you you had the best rapport with was girls who could really talk that shit back mm-hmm. or start that shit. And then you're right. like, oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Sparring part. <laughs> oh. Right. You know oh. what I'm saying? So I was really informed by that group of people coming in that house and, and just getting broke on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of them. And it's, you know what I'm saying? You just, you outnumbered. Mm-hmm. It's like, ain't much you could do except for right. jump in or keep it moving. And then I, I realized when you go, when you start moving through the world and ending up in different places, that shit really helps because when you end up in a new place, that's what people are gonna do. They gonna do that anyway, even if they don't do it verbally. You know what I'm saying? They look mm-hmm. you up, size you up. Mm-hmm. They might have their own look. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Without saying shit, but you already know what it is, so you able to jump right in it. Right. And and then you get that thing where people are like, oh yeah, yeah, he feel like he want us. Right. Man, you know what I'm saying? That help you get through the world. Right. So I was I was mostly informed by that. Mm-hmm. Then Martin came along, mm-hmm. and then you know you got you gonna put Martin in your shit. You know what I'm saying? Martin had an interesting way to deal with his his lady. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Deal with relationship shit. Right. So at this time, you really, I'm in college, and you really starting to really get deep into relationships and 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 dealing with people like that. So he informed a lot of that just just by the easy flowing way of mm-hmm. how he dealt with it and was able to show his emotions through it as well. Right. Like act all tough, but then really be, ah, because, you know, mm-hmm. we act tough and really be on the inside breaking down. Mm-hmm. But that gave you a way to do that without, you know what I'm saying, feeling like you got to go see the shrink and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, have somebody you seen yeah, do it. Have somebody break it down for you. Because, yeah, I don't think before Martin, that in my mind that I could really uh, put my finger on, there was nobody that was somewhat young in a relationship right. on TV. Most of the time you've seen people on TV, they had kids, they had the right. whole upstairs, downstairs, they right. had bills, right. you know what I mean? Like they were dating, they was having a good time, they still had their friends. That was similar to, similar like, like even with Seinfeld, like he's out there dating, like it was a different type of vibe, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But like particularly like with Martin, for a long time, you didn't really see like young black love on TV Mm-mm. in that capacity for a long, I mean, there are probably little things that are come and go, but nothing that was as impactful in my mind right. as Martin was until maybe, maybe five, 10 years ago. You right. know what I'm saying? I don't, I can't think about what exactly. I mean, there's shows that have blips. I think Insecure is cool. It does its thing. I think yeah, I mean, Survivor's Remorse is there, but it's nothing that was like you, what Martin was. Right. On a, on a, you had before that, I think it was before that. It might have been the same time, but you had living single that kind of dealt with some of the issues. Right. But and they was young and they was dealing with some of the issues, but never like a one on one where you got more of the information of how the relationship went. It was always a passing thing. It was just them friends together. Yeah, and it was yeah. from a women's perspective. Too, yeah, well, so. but at that time, shit. You know what I'm saying? I I really found that it was a lot more information from their perspective in that regard. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like the Essence Fest come, the Essence Magazine come to the crib mm-hmm. and you might see, you know what I'm saying, 
you know, seven things women need. Yeah. Da, 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 da. You might like, let me He's see what that. the fuck. Yeah, yeah everybody did that. The you the research. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you be like, oh, that's all they think. But really, really what informed me, mm-hmm. stronger than even Martin, because Martin was still as a humorous level, mm-hmm. was Terry McMillan. Yeah, I can see that. Terry McMillan books that I found at my grandma's house. Right. Really kind of like, oh shit. Because Disappearing Acts, mm-hmm. it kind of covered both points of view, mm-hmm. how they did the chapters. It was mm-hmm. like his chapter, then her chapter. Right. And what he was thinking, then what she was thinking about what he was thinking. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, damn, that's how motherfuckers be thinking? Right. Like, shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then you start to really see, you know what I mean? Like, like a more. Um, mature version of inside of a relationship that you want to go see on TV. Mm-hmm. You talking about deeper issues of like you know getting your shit together. You know what right. I'm saying? Like being with a chick and your shit ain't together, and how she feel about that shit. Mm-hmm. Or you know what I'm saying? She trying to control you or, or push you in the direction that she think would be best for you, but you ain't even. Um, you going along with it, but that ain't really what's best for you. You really thinking you should go this other way, but you trying to do it for the sake of relationship, which is information that, you know what I'm saying, even to this day, it still informs me in, in, in my marriage. It's like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna stay tight on this shit because I damn sure ain't gonna never wanna be Franklin. You know right. what I'm saying? Franklin, you know what I'm saying, the main thing in that book that they didn't put in the movie mm-hmm. was Franklin working on his constitution. You know what I'm saying? Which was a very important concept to me at that time, you know what I'm saying? A young, you know, freshman in college, mm-hmm. really just exploring relationships and shit. Working on your constitution was like, damn, nobody never really told you, you know what I'm saying, how to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you went through high school, all you had to do was graduate and get to college, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nobody didn't tell you you need to work on yourself. Like, what does that right, mean? Right, like, you know right. what I mean? What does it mean to have to work on yourself and build a constitution for yourself? Franklin, abandoned his constitution basically because he got into the situation with a chick that was nice, he liked her, she was fine, she had a nice place, he was living in like the little homeless situation, mm-hmm. the little YMCA. So it felt much better at her spot than his spot, but instead of staying at his spot and working through what he had to work through, he went in on in her life, which was already fly, and he couldn't he couldn't keep it up because Cause he didn't really bring he, much to yeah, it. Yeah, he didn't bring much to it and his shit wasn't together. He wasn't gonna never feel right by himself right. because he was living in her world. And that shit was very important. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, there's certain times in your life where you end up in a situation like that cause you, you dating and you definitely gonna try to date up. You gonna definitely try to get the baddest thing you could mm-hmm. get and you get in a situation, how you handle yourself in that. You know what I mean? How do you play the whole situation? You want to fall all the way in and be like, oh, this night life is nice. I'm going to ride on out. But really, when you think about Franklin, you're like, shit, fuck that. I'm strong. This is what the fuck I'm doing. This is me. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the whole concept of constitutions and dealing with you know more um, mature aspects of relationships came from that Terry McMillan shit. Mm. Shout out to Terry McMillan. Yeah, shout out to Terry. She McMillan. she had an era, man. She you know what I'm saying. She was doing some real important work. Out she had a run. Streets, she had a run. It was a mean. I'm sure again, it's probably a run going on now by somebody we don't know. But yeah. like, 
Terry, I remember there was a lot of like black lit going Terry McMillan right. to that point. Like I remember reading a lot of Omar Tyree because mm-hmm. he had the, uh, the Fly Girls, the joint. That shit was ill because that was like young, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it was popping. It was kind of of the year. It was a little younger than Terry McMillan. Right. Then you know it was a bunch of that type of stuff. Uh, but anyway, it was it was weird because. I you know I seen those books too because mm-hmm. at that time you know you'll go to a girl house and shit how all them little shit that's how you, you know do your okay that's yeah. what they read it you know, uh-huh. everybody had they got them acts of faith in the bathroom and shit <laughs> every yeah. every house you go to the young Ayala yeah, you know mixtape yeah the Ayala mixtape you know what I'm saying but after reading Terry since I read Terry first it was hard to read Omar Tyree mm. or the other ones you know right. what I'm saying because it was it just seemed a little more just you know. Yeah, younger, younger, probably. bump and grind. You know what I'm right. saying? All that shit was like real bump and grind. I ain't never really finished none of them. Yeah, but it was just something that stuck with me about those the Terry yeah. McMillan books, the two yeah. of them really, Disappearing Acts and um and um uh, what's the other one? I don't know. Well, she had a few. Well, um, waiting I was in, yeah, waiting to Those two, yeah. those two was real crucial mm-hmm. in my reading set. Mm. That's what's up. You know. And the Pimp Book by Iceberg Slim. There you go. That was the first book I ever read for fun. Hmm. After high school, mm-hmm. summer after freshman year, I found that shit in the closet at my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is this? Pimp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit was like, <laughs> crazy. But, but the most crazy part about that book was the business concepts that he used. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, those shits were so tough. That's a whole episode in itself just talking about the business concepts of how the rules of the game and shit. If you stuck to these shits, you will, you will see success. It was like the first self-help book, but it was a criminal book. Mm. But if you took those concepts out of the context of which they were written and put them in a different context, it's like, yo, these shits are some solid ass concepts. apply it, yeah. This shit, this is solid. Keep mm. your emotion out this shit, man. You know what I'm saying? It's the same shit people be saying, but it's shit, he say that shit raw. You know what I mean? In a way that's like, damn near feel life or death. Yeah, I gotta do this shit the right way. Right. That shit spoke to you. Yeah, and then we went back to college and, you know what I'm saying, put some of that shit into business use. That's how we ended up starting the first business, just fucking around with that pimp book. Mm. Shout out to Iceberg Slim. Robert Beck, Iceberg Slim. There you go. Oh shit, where you gonna be this week? Man, I'm gonna be here in New York. You catch me on the gram at Mr. Muhammad on Twitter at Twitter at Mr. Muhammad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll be right out here doing the same thing I be doing. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna be back here next time y'all listen. I'm trying to think of my anywhere this week. If so, go to DamianLemon.com. I'm gonna be updating the dates. They'll probably be popping up as we keep going. But until then, tell a friend to tell a friend, and even an enemy, to get in the conversation. We are out. to be in the conversation.